For Tuesday, March 30, the 89th day of 2021. There are 276 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth and the country. Latest COVID-19 totals. Legislature into uh, high gear yesterday working on some veto overrides. And we will continue to look forward to Easter Sunday coming up. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty. Embry. Thomas. Hey. Hey. How's Misty? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you ready for Easter Sunday? You have everything picked out. Are you um, ready for Resurrection Sunday? That means you're ready for your Easter whipping. Okay. All right. All right. My Uh, husband just perked up. What? uh, uh, People all over the world will celebrate Easter, but not everyone has the same Easter traditions as the United States. In the Czech Republic and Slovakia, women can expect to get a whipping. Uh, As part of the Easter tradition, men beat girls and women with decorated handmade whips. I think this is more akin to the birthday spanking that you get on your birthday. I don't think this is meant to be painful. It is believed that whipping on the Easter day makes women healthier and more beautiful. Have you ever heard anything so crazy? You know, if my skin glows bright red as beautiful to you, then hey, look at me. like I, rage and anger? I've heard of different holidays being celebrated different ways around the globe, but I have never heard of anything no. so, cr- well, so crazy Well, I will tell you that, that I did bring you an Easter treat today that oh, you can good. try on. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to it later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as the Worship and Discipleship Minister. The uh, Social Security Administration knows him as Dennis and Cook. We lovingly know him as one Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's been a while. Good to see you. It's nice to be back behind the old microphone. (laughs) You were, uh, what, traveling last week? Yeah, we were on vacation last week. Aren't you glad I did that Czech Republic and Slovakia story before I introduced you? I'm just glad Misty got that. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I was just staring like, what am I hearing? You would be thrilled. I I couldn't believe it either when uh, when I read it. Uh, So, uh, some time away? Yeah, it was good. Got to uh, go on vacation uh, with my family and took... uh, my mom and dad as well, uh-huh. and uh, good to get away and have that time. I don't know about Sarah. You know, she's with the in-laws, so she – I don't know how she feels. Hopefully she won't comment anything negative, but, <laughs> no, we all had a great week. Rested? Did you get to rest? I did. We actually got to rest some. Uh, the worst part was the drive home. So, Do you – do when you go to a new place and sleep, do you sleep well, or is it is no. it troublesome? No, it's always troublesome, even with my CPAP. Yeah. We have this bed at home that kind of inclines the, our head a little bit, yeah. and we get so used to that, it's hard to sleep okay. anywhere else. Well, uh, would you take some advice from a friend who maybe Probably has not. discovered something that will help? Mm-mm. It's no. a new sleep app. Okay, uh, I'll try Not it. for sleep apnea, but just for sleep app in general. It's good for anyone who, who might Can't want get it. get to sleep? Finally, there's an app for that, and it's the most effective sleep aid ever. Sleep app. Just turn it on and... 
best way to get something done, if you, if you <laughs> hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Sleep out. It works fast. Every time. Uh, oh, man, I can't get to sleep. Here, hon, try this. I just want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Just turn it on and pass out in seconds. Successful electropolitics is the art of the possible. You got the right code for your credit card. Uh, you know, oh, excuse me. Sleep app. Now available wherever White House press conferences are sold. Sorry. <laughs> Put you right to sleep, Dennis. Hey, somebody alert hey, Dennis. That the, that 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 that, 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 that was amazing. That, that is over. I love, I loved all of that. He is the king of the non sequitur. I mean, he'll just start off in some direction and just bail out if yeah. he gets tired. If he gets tired <laughs> mid sentence, he's. All right, then. Anyway. All right, then. That's funny. Where's my next card? (laughs) Where's my card card. around here somewhere? Sunny to start the day today. Rain (laughs) returns tonight. We'll see. Freezing conditions likely later in the week. It's going to be cold on Good Friday uh, morning. But uh, by Sunday, by Easter Sunday, it should be nice again. That cold temperature from Friday morning will rebound pretty quickly. And then uh, ricochet into a Saturday high of 67, Sunday high of 72. But between now and then, partly cloudy day. And a rainy night tonight. Uh, 80% chance of rain. 74 is the high. 47 is the overnight low. Scattered showers. 40% chance of rain and high 52 tomorrow. Speaking of old Sleepy Joe, uh, he and a top health official yesterday warned that too many Americans are declaring virus victory too quickly, appealing for mask requirements and other restrictions to be maintained or restored to save stave off a fourth surge of COVID 19. <clears throat> Uh, I understand what they're saying. Uh, I hear what they're saying. But I will tell you that I saw the CDC uh, director, the Rochelle Walensky, and I found her to be completely um, non-CDC director-ish when she gave her remarks yesterday. She seemed like a panicked uh, individual rather than the leader of the Centers for the Disease Control she says, we have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope, she said. But but then she goes on to say, but right now, I'm scared. And then she says, I'm going to lose the script, and I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. Oh, boy. Okay, give me stats and give me what you think we should be doing as Americans. Don't tell me about your feelings right. of impending doom. Right. Because this is just an, this is a continued uh, uh, attempt to just control mm-hmm. what we do as Americans. Now, here in Kentucky, we have a completely different, thank God, we have a completely different experience than what a lot of Americans are um, facing and have faced in this. So it's either the blessings of our rurality and our built-in uh, social distancing. It's our diminished populist centers but for or good leadership in rolling out vaccination schedules and getting them to people. But for whatever reason, you don't give me these scare tactics when you're trying to speak to me and it doesn't match my experience. I understand that places like Texas that just said, take the masks off and do what you want, they're going to suffer the consequences of those actions, be they good and be they bad. But I don't want you as the leader of the CDC to say, I've got this feeling of impending doom. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good. What When I have a feeling of impending doom, I find myself with probably a diminished ability to lead. And so if you have a diminished ability to lead, then get out of the way and let someone else lead. Governor Bashir said yesterday 310 new cases after congratulating Kentuckians on 11 straight weeks of declining cases. He said it's amazing. It's down this week roughly 400 cases from the week before. Yesterday was a little higher than the than last Monday, but that number is still lower than the Monday for that before that. So still in the uh, correct direction. He also did caution that we've come too far to just abandon what we've been doing to put ourselves in a better position when it comes to 
COVID-19, and I agree with him in that regard, but I, he's not using scare tactics to do it. Right. 2.89%, the positivity rate. He also announced yesterday that as of yesterday, 1.319 million Kentuckians have now received at least one dose of the vaccine. He also said 70% of Kentuckians, 70 and up, that's a great number. So still 3 in 10 of people 70 and over. And by the end of May, all the leaders are saying that anyone who wants one will have had an opportunity to get one. Or you know, maybe by the end of April, our conditions are improving. And once we do that, that's when you're really going to have um, – that's when I'm really going to be paying attention to what the leadership in Frankfurt does is because when you give everybody an opportunity to have one, you've either taken the opportunity and you want it or you've said, no, I'm passing on this. And everyone has kind of made their decision, but we can't continue to be on pause or hold people like oh, you, can't, you can't do this because mm-hmm. people, people are going to get sick. At some point in time, we as Americans and Kentuckians will have to suffer the consequences good and bad with our actions. So. Um, six new, according to a story you can read at K105.com, six new COVID cases in Grayson County since Friday. Vaccination eligibility will expand in mid-April. Uh, Jenny Cummings was here last hour. Misty, anything to add from the health department in addition to the story that we've got today? No, we actually chose not to talk about COVID. We talked about Child Abuse Awareness Month. We Good were, for you all. Yeah, so hopefully we're, we're down to maybe a day a week talking about COVID on Shop Local, which will be again on Friday. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, Tragedy in Bee Spring yesterday. A woman has been killed in a crash on Highway 259 in Bee Spring. State police said yesterday afternoon at 2, troopers were requested by the Edmondson County Sheriff's Office to investigate a fatal accident in the 10,000 block of Highway 259. State police said its uh, initial investigation revealed that 46-year-old Julia Broderick of Louisville was driving an 07 Honda Accord South when her vehicle crossed the center line, struck a northbound 2012 GMC truck being driven by 54-year-old Stanley Bragg of Smith's Grove. Broderick was pronounced dead at the scene by the Edmondson County Coroner's Office. Bragg and his passenger, a 75-year-old Stanley Bragg, were transported to the Med Center in Bowling Green where they were treated for life-threatening injuries. I know uh, travel through that area was uh, impacted for a while yesterday and quite a tragedy and a fatality right there. In B Spring, the legislature uh, running out of time for their short session this year, and they spent the majority of the day and night last night overriding uh, vetoes that uh, were presented, kicked back to them from Governor Bashir's office. The um, they have overridden a bill that would limit the governor's choice to fill a Senate vacancy. The bill would replace a process that allowed the governor to appoint someone to fill a Senate seat until the next regular election of the U.S. House of Representatives, which is every two years. The uh, Senate Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell, said the bill would improve how a Senate vacancy would be filled. Bashir said it would delegate authority to unelected, unaccountable party bosses in violation of the federal constitution. He's also threatening that their the decision they made is unconstitutional, so it's likely that this will have to stand up to uh, legal challenge. But with McConnell and Rand Paul holding the Senate seats from Kentucky, the designation would be Republican Party leaders to submit the names to the governor. Democratic Representative Patty Mintner denounced the bill, saying it was a blatant and extremely partisan power grab and that it wouldn't be happening if we had a Republican governor. And... Um, the Senate, uh, the Republican majority floor leader, Stephen Rudy, countered that the bill would put the decision in the hands of Kentucky voters sooner by setting terms for a special election for the Senate seat. So my understanding, the more I um, read on this, is that right now the governor has uh, the ability to appoint uh, who they want and they then get to set themselves when the most practical special election should be to fill the vacancy. And this defines it that in a six-year Senate term, it will be the next natural cycle of the U.S. House of Representatives, which we do every two years. Um, Steve Meredith, 
Our state senator said, shouldn't policy always reflect the will of the people? And I think this policy does that. Uh, so the uh, I, if it cleans it up, makes it a clear choice, I'm fine with that. Again, I go back to if something were to happen to either of our senators right now, the uh, Kentucky's governor is going to be extremely in the spotlight. He's going to have be victim to a whole lot of arm twisting mm. at the federal level to try and ease the uh, deadlock where we stand at 50-50 and the Democratic Party having the tie-breaking vote in the vice president right now. Other vetoes that uh, veto overrides that were in play yesterday uh, and the final day of the session is today, probably going to be another long day today. The House and Senate, both with their uh, GOP supermajorities, voted to override Bashir's veto of a bill to create a hybrid pension tier blending defined benefit and contribution components for new Kentucky teachers hired starting in January 22. My understanding is it impacts current teachers and current retirees. It, it, it impacts them in no way. It's redefining what uh, future teachers' retirement would look like. And um, they also overturned the veto of a bill that opponents said would weaken Kentucky's open records law. That's going to get... Uh, challenged legally, basically saying instead of your remedy being to Franklin Circuit Court on an open records uh, issue, it goes back to a, le a bipartisan legislative panel. I've got some concerns about that myself, and I don't think it uh, drives at the transparency that we're looking for in our government. Again, that'll pro that will most certainly get challenged legally. The other uh, measures overridden by both chambers were bills to remove the governor from his position as a member and chair of the State Investment Commission, shifting the treasurer into the chairmanship, allow the State Fish and Wildlife Board to appoint its own commissioner and set the salary. Republican lawmakers also gave the state's ag commissioner additional appointment authority for the State Board of Agriculture and the Kentucky State Fair Board. So heading into their final day, they'll still have lots to accomplish in Frankfurt. At K105.com, you can read a story about Grayson County's FCCLA chapter uh, doing uh, great things. Six first place and two second place finishes in their state leadership uh, conference. Seeing a lot of uh, accolades, Braylon Hayes, Audrey Overstreet, Gary Mercer, Shayla Park, Chloe Cox, Sydney Lindsay, Holly Hagan, Isaac Dow, Mary Kerr, Grayson Cook. Hey, I perked up. What did uh, Gracie receive the scholarship? Yeah, she received yeah. the state scholarship uh, while we were on vacation last week. Pretty prestigious honor for her and the hard work that she's put into this for, for four years at the high school. And uh, really proud of her and yeah. what she's done. I'm excited for her and all the accolades for everybody in the FCCLA, the Cougar baseball team. Uh, we've got five Grayson County High School baseball players who are named to a preseason All-State watch list. It's oftentimes this list that then produces Kentucky's Mr. Baseball. And so it's why people kind of keep an eye on it early on to see who's jockeying ahead to win those accolades. Uh, seniors Dane Hawkins, Mason Miller, Caden Woodcock are joined by junior Chandler McCrady and sophomore Camden Brothers with making that uh, watch list. Cool. The uh, baseball season is about to get underway. The Cougars uh, will open their regular season against Greene County. And so after a couple, couple of years away, so we're gearing up for spring sports season. And John Calipari has added a sharpshooting guard in Davidson graduate transfer, Kellen Grady. If there's one thing you can say about the U.K. men's basketball team this past year, they could not throw it in the ocean. So we found ourselves an ocean thrower in her. He's a shooter. Is that a good way to – is that a good uh, – But does ocean, it go in? An ocean thrower in her? I mean, oh, well, I mean, if you look at his stats, yes. Good. Now, he scored 2,002 points in four seasons – with the Davidson Wildcats, and now he's going to become a okay. uh, Kentucky Wildcat. So that's good. And Houston and, what, Baylor advance to the Final Four, the first, first two teams to punch their ticket to this weekend's Final Four. Uh, the Houston um, Houston team gets their – Houston Cougars get their first Final Four visit since 1984. Yes? Ooh. That, 
It's you know a long time. It is. That's well, I was five. <laughs> Both of you all were barely born <laughs> at that time. So there's all your there's all your morning headlines. We've got an issue um, new stats about church membership uh, that are available today. They're kind of interesting. We'll talk about that. We've got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on in the know. Hundred miles an hour in the wrong direction. She is trying, but the canyons ever widening. Doctor's Day. In the depths of her cold. It is also pencil day today. So she so sits out on number two pencil to you. And it is take a walk in the park She's day today. You're going to do that today? I've been walking in the park a lot, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was strolling in the park one day in the merry, merry month of March. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Uh, I think that's exactly how the song goes. So if you see uh, if you see doctors strolling in the park today, you'll know that it's they're combining uh, celebratory holidays. Yeah. And if they're writing down their orders on Ooh. their prescription pads with a number two pencil, yes. they'll have the trifecta of uh, celebrating today. Nice. But if uh, you do get a prescription that's written in pencil, yeah, they no, don't, they don't your do that much anymore. Yeah, uh, probably want to do that old baby in pen there. Church members are minority in the United States for the first time, according to a new Gallup poll. Church members are in the minority for the first time in at least eight decades, with just forty-seven percent identifying with a congregation. The number was seventy percent in. 1999, so a lot, uh, you know, in a very short period of time, a big statistical change, a growth in adults with no religious preference and lower rates of church membership among people who do have a religion are major trends driving the decline. Dennis, what do you make uh, as, uh, you know, someone in the in ministry, someone obviously concerned with church membership and affiliation? Does, uh, what's your initial pass at this? Well, I always... Uh, want to know more about the poll. I want to know the percentage of people and how this was taken. But I do think that the emphasis of belonging and and looking to be a part of a local church home has declined over the past uh, few decades. And I think that when when it really comes down to it, we prioritize other things more. We prioritize sports. We prioritize uh, vacations or getaways and, and church involvement is less and less and less as our schedules become so busy with every little thing that we do. And it takes a true commitment to say, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be involved. And and when it comes down to it, it has to be modeled by the parents. You know, we have a lot of families who, who have children and youth who are saying, let's go to church. Let's go to church. When it used to be the other way around, you know, the dad would say, you know, lead by example, we're going to go. And I think that's switched. It just so happened that our Sunday school study last uh, weekend was about Ahab, Jezebel, the role that Obadiah played between the two of them and Elijah. And so part of the study was talking about here during Ahab and Jezebel's reign. One of the things they did was they created a golden calf in the north and the south kingdoms. One was at Dan and one was at Kareth, if I recall correctly, which made it easier for the people to worship. All right? They increased access to idols, and so the people were drawn more to the idols. And so I kind of use that imagery today. You're right. It can be sports that is the idol. It can be fishing golf. It can be anything that is the idol. But when you start worshiping those things, you will spend more time involved in that and less time being part of congregational worship. And so uh, isn't this Misty a byproduct of us just worshiping the wrong things? I think it is. But uh, for me, I look at, so I study the generational um, aspect of it. So when you look at the Gen Z's, like my kids that are coming up, they were raised in church. And for the first time after being in college and being out of church on a regular basis, 
they're beginning to say, hey, we think we want to go to church because they're wanting, as they get a little bit older, to be back in a sanctuary because it feels like normal life again. But there is an enormous amount of people my age who raised children not in church. So they're never going to have that longing to get back to what feels familiar. So the Gen Z who's attached to their devices, if it's not delivered quickly to them in the palm of their hand and they don't have the same communication um, interest that we have, then we're not going to see membership in churches increase. Even in our lifetime, we have known where the social aspect of church might not have been the driving force, but it was one of the byproducts of being involved in a congregation, whether it's church league softball, whether it's youth group, whether it's uh, senior outings, no matter what it might be, whether it's a uh, small group, you know, small group is obviously built around study in some ways, but it's a tribe, you know, it's a tribe type of that you get social benefits from that. But now when we get to socialize without getting our butt up uh, out of our chair, it almost takes the incentive to reach out to get some of the other fulfillment things that you get from being part of a congregation. We've um, we've made it too easy, and apathy has set in, and we don't. I fear that we're not placing as much value on it. Mm-hmm. And the greater concern, and I heard uh, Rick and Bubba talking about it this morning, is that if you just look to Europe. You know, Europe is about 10 to 15 years ahead of the United States on this post-Christian movement. You know, they have become, Europe is much more secular than we are, and we're moving there every day. And when I see that, they're just, it's worrisome for me on where we're going to be when we do this study again in 2031. Sure. Dennis, what do you think the church needs to do? to try and stem the tide or at least slow down the slow down the rate. Well, first off, I think there's a, a, a today decision and then there's a future decision as well. First off, today, I, I would say if you have taken the stance of I'm not going to go to church through COVID, now's the time to start coming back because making things too easy, one of those is that live stream service to where that's great if you're sick, if you're out of town to be able to stay connected to your your church family, but you have the opportunity to go into church today in a very safe environment, sometimes safer than other places you may already go. And so so do that, get back in and get involved. The second thing is it's really a personal decision that you have to make to have the spiritual dis, uh, discipline in your life of discipleship, of of putting God first and, and growing in His Word and His relationship with you. So if you make that that stance every day to say, I'm going to grow in my relationship with God through discipleship, through praying, through reading God's Word every day, then you prioritize things in your life differently. So it's a decision that you can make starting today that will change the future if you do that today put God first, everything else will take its place. But right now it's flip-flopped. And there's also an uh, important delineation in there I think I heard us that, that came to my mind was also remember that there is a difference between being an attender of church and a follower of Christ. Right. right? When, you, when, you take the, when, you, when you take what you're commanded to do in being an evangelical Christian – that is completely different than showing up on Sundays and going through the routine of, of what it is that uh, what it is that you're doing. There's a difference between religion and relationship. That's right, uh, Misty. We have a tendency as Americans to take all the credit for our blessings or our successes, and then we want to blame God when we're tried. Mm-hmm. You know, when when things don't go our way. Uh, unfortunately, oftentimes it takes tragedy, uh, tragedy to bring us and get our attention and say, oh, wait, what's what's happening here? But all the success we accounted for in life, well, look at us. We just, you know, we did the right things and we made the right moves and look at what we have. Uh, too often times, I think Americans just don't have a true enough fear of God, especially in the year 2021. Yeah, and I think we have lost the fear. But you've got to look at what we've allowed to be inundated in our our culture. 
I remember when I was young that things on TV, you know, the Brady Bunch was the first people that you saw mom and dad sleeping in the same bed. We've come a long way to the gruesome and the things, even watching real-time TV, cops, um, it's gruesome. We ha- We are so desensitized to things that make us afraid, but we also are a culture that we don't follow through in punishment. That it there is nothing wrong because we've idolized ourselves. So there are no rules, there are no boundaries. It's you do you and I'll do me, and you can't judge me. And uh, we just have a real misunderstanding of the Word of God. We misunderstand what parts of that He's talking to save people, working with saved people and followers, and which of that we're supposed to outreach to the lost. Um, And I think that's why we've got to get back in church. You're going to have to get to a place where if we don't fear God, but we don't, we also, and and I don't want it to be a fear-based religion. I love God so much. I fear letting him down, just like I fear disappointing my own father when he was alive. My, My fear is not that God will punish me. My fear is that he's going to punish our nation. If we as a nation exactly. yeah. don't get ourselves back to a place of being humble and understand he is our creator. And, and if you are a, a someone listening or watching and you are not part of a local church, or you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't hear these things that we're saying today as pointing fingers at other sure. brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a challenge beginning with ourselves. That challenge of putting Christ first begins with me, man. I, I mean, I'm a minister in a church, but it starts with me most of all. Uh, because I'm also broken. I just know a perfect Savior who lives in me, and it's my my chance and, and my challenge every day to walk with him uh, because he's never going to leave me. The, any leaving that's going to be happening will be me straying. So just hear that today as well. Yeah, absolutely. The takeaway here for you, I think we want you to hear, is that think of congregations like lifeboats out on the sea in choppy waters and you might be stuck in the water and the the you know the sea may be taking over you there are lifeboats for you to jump into that will save you and we encourage you to swim to the nearest one and get involved got to get to a break we'll come back got plenty more on the way hang around here on in the know of plastic ever made still exists. Yeah, isn't that scary? Wait. You can melt it. You can reshape it as something else. Mm-hmm. But plastic doesn't go away. And we have spent, I don't know, what, 60, 50, 60 years of Held just making Barbie. everything of plastic. <laughs> yeah. And right. it's... Um, we're probably going to have to come up with a remedy for that in um, yes some way. plastic dissolver. At some, I'm not sure what the answer is. It shows you probably how battery acid or powerful plastic be will be. Yeah, that you put those two together, who, who knows what you might get? Uh, I did. Uh, we got into a really good discussion last segment, and so I didn't want to interrupt it with uh, Dennis. This sounds like an ideal role for you, Nerf is hiring for a chief TikTok officer position, which I think is to do silly things with Nerf guns mm. on TikTok. You can ask Misty about that, though, yeah. because she's like the, the TikTok, TikTok expert. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, Dennis, you seem to me to be more of a Nerf expert. If it can be done with Nerf, you're interested in doing it. Uh, that's on target for me. Mm-hmm. I really think that... Uh, this is Yeah, this is a um, career opportunity for you. Maybe, Misty, if you don't care, you uh-huh. can just manage the account, yeah. and I'll do the... <laughs> Solid teamwork right here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, so, Misty, um, do you know this Waking Up in the Morning song that's taking over TikTok? I know nothing about it. Didn't know anything about it until about two hours ago. It's something about Gia Guaducci's sad childhood song unexpectedly has the entire internet thinking about so many things. So you, you know, not familiar with this I yet? Would, I would have to hear it. Yeah, so uh, it has something to do with the eldest daughter of the Real Housewives of New Jersey, who is Teresa Guaducci and her daughter Gia. So anyway, in case this becomes a okay. thing, there uh, you go. Yeah, oh, uh, wow, I'm, yeah I'm not. 
Wake Up in the Morning song. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. Uh, Sharon Osbourne, as you probably know by now, is out as co-host of The Talk. But yeah, don't don't feel sorry for her. Uh, she has $10 million for her troubles. That's part of their uh, CBS's payout. Yeah, to it's a hard knock life. The the Sharon. parting the that. parting of the ways is um, she's walking away with a five to ten million dollar minimum payment, and was able to spin that it was her decision to leave the show. I think I think ultimately something had to give. I think uh, I guess they could have patched it up and moved on, but I think CBS um, just kind of wanted to. It's like let's just make this. Uh, yeah, I don't away. know the whole story. I know she was defending Pierce Morgan. Pierce, yeah, Pierce Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know defending him of what. Uh, what? <laughs> um, I, yeah, you know, this just weird, really weird times that we live in. I have recently started following uh, Babylon B. So Babylon B is like the Onion, uh, satirical, and yeah. I find it really appeals to my sense of humor. But they had one this morning. You know, we, we talked about the new Muppets, mm-hmm. the new Muppets, and, and SNL was was on point when they talked about the new um, uh, father and son who were African-American Muppets. Mm-hmm. And then they showed the cast of the Muppets, and I think Colin Joe said, wait, are these Muppets white? Because it had, you know, Cookie Monster yes. and had all the various skin colors. Right. The, that's been the thing about the about Sesame Street and the Muppets from the beginning is the the diversity of the colors. You know, yes. they're animals, they're green, they're blues, they're pinks, they're whatever. Well, to your point, when my sister Kylie was four, Kylie is 30 years old this year, 31 this year actually. When she was four, I was in high school, she was watching Sesame Street, she was eating a bowl of cereal, and I heard her say this. Purple people, come on, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Purple people, but there was like it was it was all the colors except our actual flesh tones that we we have in the world. And the actual cast was represented well uh, racially yeah, as well. Absolutely, from the very Maria, beginning back Gordon. in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, yeah I right. mean, absolutely. Um, Babylon B had a story this morning though. It's got a nice looking slide. It looks just like Sesame Street. And it's got the two new father and son characters in the background. And it says, Sesame Street introduces new uh, white male Muppet Todd who gets blamed for everything. (laughs) This is what we're, (laughs) I mean, we're just doing a whole lot of time spin, you know, so we got to find someone to blame for everything. Let's just figure out who, who gets blamed for it rather than figure out where we are and move forward. Let's just play the blame game on everything. Chrissy Teigen has made a, I don't know if I'll call it a radical change, but Chrissy has debuted her silver gray, what she calls midlife crisis hair. This is a strong move. Misty, a lot of women are, um, when they get into that point where chasing the gray is too much, Mm -hmm. but but the transitional period... Is too long. Might be right. one that you can't live with, right. so you just lean into it. Well, silver hair became a popular thing for young uh, trendsetters in their you know late teenage, early twenty years a, a year or so ago. So they the silver hair thing. So if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna embrace your gray, you can make it look like you're jumping on this silver hair trend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a brilliant move. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, just if that's what she like, wants. Yeah, like I say, just lean into it rather mm-hmm. than being dragged. Kicking and screaming into it, just kind of well, leaning into the, it, take the watching the grow out is excruciating <laughs> for everybody else. Like, go with it. Like, just so, do the whole hair color. No better time than COVID to let that just grow out. Let and it grow Show out. back up later. Might as well. Show up mm-hmm. looking like your Moses came off the mountain. God, <laughs> just, you know, remember Charleston Heston came well, down? He, he has completely silver. Windblown look. He was yeah. windblown. Yeah. He was sunburned. He been talking to trees. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, a Florida man, Dennis, this is, uh, I want to see if if you have the stamina to be able to do this. A Florida man sees Avengers Endgame 191 times for a Guinness World Record. No. Nearly 200 times. He has watched it 191 times in 90 days. Goodness gracious. Um, How would you... Also, I've not seen this, but Dennis, confirm um, 
in Avengers Endgame is nearly three hours long. Yeah. So yeah, it is a three. you know is a longer cinematic experience, and he's watched it 191 times. So you you say no? How many times could you watch it, Dennis? Well, I've days? watched it maybe three times. That's about it. Okay, so that's your, your Sarah running. and I did watch the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. That is four hours long over the weekend. No thanks, I'm out. Well, no, I got something else to do. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on Evanel. MB's point to ponder for today. I hesitate to ponder it because I was reminded that Misty said we were going to have snacks. Okay. Or a treat. Yeah. I don't know that she technically called it a snack. He said it was a treat. Treat's kind of like a reward. Yes. But my ponderance was going to be what situation makes you most squeamish. Oh, I don't like to see somebody be hurt. Those shows where, like, the kids are skateboarding and then they fall on their face. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ridiculousness. You know, the, that show? Ooh, yes. I hate those. Those make me squeamish. Uh, anything that has to do with my eyes. Okay. Like, like touching your eyes yeah, or surgery. Sur- yeah, or, yeah. It, like, I don't even want to talk that, to somebody about that. That air blowing in I, your nope, eyes? Don't. Yeah, I figured that Dennis was going to say when he gets to the potluck and it's all casseroles. Oh, my gosh. That has to be a nightmare. Well, That'd I, be a nightmare I have a trick, you, right? though. I've been in ministry a long time. I've got a trick. Uh, I use that time to just go and talk to everyone. Cream I cheese casseroles. Touch everyone on the as shoulder as and talk to them, see. and then I go to McDonald's yeah. after we've cleaned up. Uh, all right. I'm not going to tell you what makes me most squeamish if we're about to eat something. Yes, eat. Yesterday, you were saying that Lent, because that's one of my favorite Easter treats, is the is the Lent chocolate L-I-N-D-T, bunnies. L i n d t, not l e n t. The Lindor truffle, mm-hmm. the Lent chocolate company, makes a small bunny, okay. and it's my favorite chocolate. Mark said no, they shouldn't come into Easter. Mm. So I'm bringing you a Lent chocolate bunny today to try on air. And after you eat this, I want you to tell me they should stay out of Easter. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to make me, you're going to force me to take a position. Yep. A firm position on try whether they Try the bunny, should man. Should mm-hmm. On air. Listen, aren't they the cutest? Thank you so much. Thank you're you welcome. For these. I guess I would say, um, can I amend my comments to say if they, they stay in, someone has to get out. Okay. You can take that. <laughs> is it Catterbury? Catterbury. Poor boy. <laughs> Whatever that chocolate is, this is just terrible chocolate. Oh, it's hollow. Hey, it's hollow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hollow. I really thought this was going to be a truffle. No, no, no. They're you just, know, like, just, I'm a, really it's just a milk chocolate bunny, but mm. there's a difference in the quality in the Lindor chocolate. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Thank you so much. I am. I am. I saw something while I was at the store yesterday. Yeah. Oh, more. More. You got more stuff. This is what's, awesome. What's your favorite Easter candy? Reese's. The Reese's what? Um, well, eggs, but I like. I wanted to try the the, East, the Reese's carrots. Okay, well, they didn't have the carrots, but I saw this and I thought, are you going to hold in your position to not change things up when I show you what I have for you? Ooh. It's the Reese's eggs mm-hmm. with Reese's pieces in the egg. Huh? You know what? I've had. Thank you. Does Dennis have one of these two? No, or is he doesn't. It just you mine? have to share. I'll just adjust it. I will share. Um, <laughs> I was just touching this I bought thing some here. of the, no, excuse me. Our stockings had some of the Reese's Pieces filled things mm-hmm. at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I kind of find the Reese's Pieces a little bit get in the way. Mm-hmm. I kind of want the. Well, then give it back. Dennis and I'll share it. Well, I'm going to share it with you all. <laughs> it's uh, not too in the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. Well, if I slice it. Then the Reese's Pieces might be. Uh, I'm going to say something here. This What's is that? Misty. Just great job on the snacks. Yeah, you're <laughs> Secondly, th- thank you for them. Reese's Pieces better than Reese's Cup. I said it. Yeah. People are just going to have to deal with it. But here's the trick: you have to hold them in your hand and let them warm up a little bit. I oh. do have a regular Easter egg in my in my satchel that I will trade you for the Reese's Pieces one if you're not willing to. I would enjoy the regular one more. Okay, I would you rather you all enjoy this and, more. And, Let's make so a deal. We'll yeah. make, it, we'll make yeah. a trade. Okay. Um, Dennis, experience. Yes. Speaking of eggs. By the way, Dennis Dennis will be back on Good Friday. But yeah. tell we are making plans for the weekend, so egg, tell us about the experience. Yeah, so like with, with all this COVID and social distance stuff, you know, First Baptist, we always do this big egg hunt. I mean, we have a huge turnout in our county uh, for this, but we were wondering what could we do? 
in spite of the reg- regulations and restrictions that we have. So Joey, our pastor of youth and children, put together an event at Grayson County High School. Uh, we are partnering with them. They have allowed us to use their track around the football field to help social distance our community. So they're helping us with that. And uh, Our church is coming together, and we're going to have different stations set up to where we can share the gospel story, and all the kids get eggs and candy around that. So they get to walk around as families and enjoy that interaction uh, together. And that is this Saturday, anytime between uh, 1130 and... 11 to 1230. 11 to 1230. Thank you. I produced your commercials. It's okay. Oh, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> 11 to 1230. And that's just like a drop in anytime in between that that time. Yeah. So you don't have to be there right at 11. But come by anytime with your family between 11 and 1230. Grayson County High School and First Baptist will have an event for you and your children. It's kind of at your leisure, mm-hmm. kind yes. of a walk and talk. Yes. Type of little stations. But all the kids will get uh, gifts at the end and as you go around the track so you won't want to miss it you really make plans to do this can you now, can you now confirm that it will be lint chocolate that will be given away well, not after i had that one because if would any you, is in the office it's gone well now you got to answer the question would you like for lint chocolate company to stay out of easter no no i don't think so. i just fear i just i just fear i i, I really need their game is so strong at christmas this is my thing if you can tell me that they can do easter properly and maintain their strength in Christmas, then I would be okay with it. Well, they what, have for years. what I've just observed is that Peeps, they didn't do it right. But most people don't even like Peeps. You can't blame Lint for yeah. Peeps. For Peeps getting sideways. Peeps poor productions with Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of seem like Lint chocolates would be better during Lenten uh-huh. season. Uh-huh. I'm with you. Because that's kind of confusing. Uh, yeah. But there's some symmetry there, so I don't know. Um, when must I... When do I have to have a definitive answer? Well, Misty? it's already passed. Now. That time has oh, ended. Right. <laughs> on television tonight they on ABC, I do. I, I must give um, some credit to the casting on this show. They got Rebel Wilson, so who they called in Pitch Perfect, Fat Amy, to host a new show about dog grooming called Pooch Perfect. Okay, and I thought that's all right. All right. Yeah, clever. That's good. I like what you did there, and it premieres. On ABC tonight, 10 grooming teams face off. Season 6 premiere of Supergirl on the CW on HBO, The Last Cruise, and the NCAA basketball tournament. Two more games tonight. Two more tickets remain to be punched to get to the Final Four. Where is the Final Four this year? In Indianapolis? It's all in Indy, right? Yep. You should, yeah, you mm. should drive through the Dennis, traffic. It's Dennis horrific. Took the bait. <laughs> sorry. No, don't be sorry. Not a lover of Indianapolis. <laughs> It's not the final four this year. I am offended by the dog show. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, I mean, it's going to be rough. I mean, cat lover. <laughs> so I'm offended. I'm going to tweet someone. By the way, are you really? No. Okay, good. I was going to say, have we gone this long and I, I didn't know this? Great time to jump in. I'm gonna have to Where's re- the rest of those bunnies? Lots of decisions <laughs> I'm going to have to rethink <laughs> if you're a cat lover. <laughs> Wildcat lover, sure. Cats. Yeah, they can't trust a cat. Today's highlight in history: This day, 1981, President Ronald Reagan was shot and seriously injured outside a Washington D.C. hotel. In 1822, Florida became a United States territory. In 1870, the 15th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which prohibited denying citizens the right to vote, was declared in effect. Birthdays today: Warren Beatty is 84. Eric Clapton is 76. Paul Reiser is 65. M.C. Hammer is 59. Tracy Chapman is 57. Piers Morgan is 56. Celine Dion is 53. I have a feeling Piers Morgan is going to get a really nice birthday cake from Sharon Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Celine Dion is 53. Nora really? Jones is 42. Katie Mixon is 40. Thomas Rhett is 31. Gone but not forgotten. Vincent Van Gogh, born in 1853. Chart toppers. Let's go all the way back to, if we can, let's go all the way back to 1956. Awesome. Dennis, you remember that year? My dad was six years old. My dad was six years old. This is uh, Les Baxter, Uh and the name of the song is The Poor People of Paris. This is Christy Baxter's great uncle. 
the... she told me that one time. Yeah, she had a great uncle who produced a number one hit one time. I can't believe the poor people of Paris had to listen to this. <laughs> hey, you insulted my friend. <sighs> Not your friend. Your friend's great, 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 <laughs> great, 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 great. That's right. Let's go to 1965. Roger Miller was number one. Nice. Got some Miller whose great granddad this is. Never heard of this guy. <laughs> nope. Ain't got no cigarettes out, but two hours of pushing brumbies and eight, twelve-bit room. Mm. Man of Means by No Means. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Now we're talking with my language. Blue Suede, number one in 1974, with Hooked on a Feeling. By the way, I was saddened to hear last week about B.J. Thomas, stage four lung cancer. Because I'll always think of him whenever I hear this song. The lyrics here is what gets you until right there. Was your anti Uga Shaka? Mm-hmm. Sounds like my tenor and bass section back when we had choir. Uga Shaka, Uga Shaka. Guys, enunciate. Okay, 1983. Kids, if you were not alive during this era, you don't fully understand. You might, we thought Vanilla Ice was big. Yeah. Vanilla Ice wasn't big compared to this. You know I what mean, I miss is the fact that the ant owned the cassette tape and she would go family to family and let you listen to it in her car over and over again. Yes. And you would stand in the driveway or you would have listening a, to it. And then eventually we got smart and took two Panasonic tape recorders, yes. played it out of one while we recorded Recorded-ed it in the yes. other one. Yes. It was just how a family that shared cassette tapes, they stayed together. I'm telling you kids, you will never fully understand what a phenom. Having to wait to hear the song again <laughs> yeah. until yes. the radio, and radio stations it. Everywhere we're deciding just like there were some days they would just yeah. play it ten times back. Or your aunt Bobby brought it by in her car that had a cassette player. <laughs> used to that side. That's good. That's right, uh, Dennis. Thanks for coming by. My pleasure. Well, thanks look, for having. Look me. forward to seeing you on uh, Good Friday. Yes, as uh, yes, we indeed. head into uh, important weekend. MB's proloism for today. It's, uh, hope you'll hear this in a, in a society that has you counting money, pounds, and calories. Count your blessings instead. In a society that has you counting money, pounds, and calories, count your blessings instead. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Misty Thomas, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB.